I don't know if this is like a Kickstarter thing, but if $3.7 million can buy political influence to take lives, if we raise $4 million, would you guys take that to save lives? I, I don't know. Ultimately, I just got to ask you this. Look, when I got into comedy, when you guys got into media, and when you guys got into politics, we wanted to do the best work we could possibly do. And is, is this what you want your legacy to be? That you were a could-have-done-something Congress, but you didn't because of outside lobbying? That you were complicit in the deaths of thousands of Americans? If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. There is a separate there is a separation of church and state. There is not a separation of faith and politics. <laughs> oh wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> God created a perfect world. He created everything in six days, just a few thousand years ago. You serious? All right. So, hey, episode 392 of the, um, what do you call it? Are You Serious podcast, the show, this thing that we do. So, um, yeah. So, um, let's just, let's just, okay. I have come around to your way of thinking. Uh oh. Fuck you. So you waited. You saw Three Stooges. And you guys, you, yeah. yeah. You guys ruined it. The crazy people have ruined it for everybody. Fucking no more guns. No guns. Fuck you. Right. Exactly. Not our listeners, but the ones that would that would fight on this. But I need my second amendment. Fuck you. You don't. You, you, no. No. You know what? I can't. We can't. We can't take things on airplanes now. We have naked scanners. I could never get a rocket firing Boba Fett. Um, yeah, fucking prohibition. You, you know? can't play. You can't play jarts anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fucking there's seatbelts on cars. Drunk driving. Like, yeah. Regulations fucking work. So yeah, no. Here's here's what here here's my my quickly hastily thrown together idea. Okay. Legalize marijuana nationwide for recreational use, 21 and over, yeah. like alcohol. There should be a federal and a state-level tax on it. And the federal tax money in the first year can go to a gun buyback program. Oh, no, I don't think that you should connect the two. I don't no, think no, the... no, but like, like, that would be a new source of income for a one-time program. And then... I would rather see weed money go toward... And, oh, no, and the, the state tax would go toward education and stuff. Oh, okay. The federal, the, the federal tax on it would go to get all the fucking guns out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and then yeah. that infrastructure, other stuff, you know, high-speed internet for the entire country. You know what's you know, fu- massive, like... Massive projects. 
like it's 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 exactly and and you know what it's it's not even fuck it's it's sort of like oh yeah okay this it's daniel tosh has got new comedy out now and he's like this country now is one of those you know this many days since something awful happened zero he's just like well we're back to zero and um, the politicians, I mean, people are looking at politicians to fucking do it. They're not going to do anything. They're, oh, they're oh, fuck that. Oh, you know, they're not... Let me just say, thoughts and prayers oh, fuck are that. literally the least fucking thing you can do. It's bullshit that people say out loud to make themselves feel like they fucking did something. Yeah, it's thoughts and prayers. It's, it's They're about as pointless as thoughts and prayers for any other thing all that does is make you feel better about you feeling bad about it and you know what do you you know what my honest goodness reaction was when i heard the news yeah it was okay shooter 50 people um a gay club in 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 orlando i went okay and i moved on and then you get the details that that he you know, was it a gay thing? Was it an ISIS thing? Right. Was it just a crazy fucker thing? Yeah. And I think it's a little bit of all three, quite frankly. The the, the parents seem like um, just fucking maniac. I I think it's more. I I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I heard his his dad said something about they were in Miami and um, the shooter was with his, with his kid and they saw men kissing and he kind of lost his shit. So I think part of it was. A gay thing, and I think at the last minute he goes, "Wait a minute, I can just, you know, call the police and say ISIS, and this turns into terrorism, you know." But I guess that he they'd been looking at some other shit he'd been looking at on the internet, but sort of this self radicalized kind of bullshit. Club, and he had a grinder account, and now the wife is saying she tried to talk him out of it, and. This is this is. Me. She drove him to buy ammunition. This is me being cynical because I didn't read anything more than the headline. Um, I said, "Well, she's trying to get out of a jail sentence." Oh, she should. If she knew this was going to happen, she needs to go to jail. Yeah. So, um, but it's just one. It, it all this is. It's not an example of gun rights. It's not an example of of. And and I'll be honest with you, my, I have I have you know, just I mean I'm a little sensitive to the the gay thing um but it's one of those things where i don't think that it's all a hate crime gay thing so why didn't they why can't you just say a nightclub why does we have to add that layer because then they just because because if he targeted them because they were gay then it is a yeah but crime. but we'll never know and no. since and since when did police become good fucking shots why can't they leave this motherfucker alive and find out what his deal was you know what this is the interesting thing because we had the the marathon dick bags um, we had one of them alive to stand trial yeah and this guy's 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 dead I was thinking about that driving the San Bernardino ones are dead and I thought. Oh, we don't have to hear about this guy. We don't have to see quotes from him. We don't have to get updates on his condition. Because his condition is like generally some old Francisco Franco on yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Still dead. So I'm trying to think of which is better. Uh, the only reason. All I can do is quote Fred Gwynn from Pet Cemetery. Sometimes. 
dead is better. Yeah. But you know what, though? If for no other reason, okay, you know what? Even if, even if it's on the scene and they catch him and, they, and he's cuffed and they say, so why'd you do this? Oh, I hate gay people. Okay, fine. And then shoot him in the fucking <laughs> head. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I you know? Yeah. And then and then kill him. Whatever. Yeah. I just 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 so we can just say, oh, okay, that's why he did it. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll they'll, get all they'll this go through his computer bullshit and speculation. The wife will crack. And I'll tell you though, this this has actually been a bad thing for Trump. Oh yeah, yeah. He's down. Yeah. There was one poll. He's down 12 points, which oh. has been the most he's been down because sure. they were neck and neck for a while. 12 points. He's down. Yeah. He took the wrong kind of advantage of the situation. Yeah. You don't get up. You don't get up on a, a podium and go, see? Yeah. Keep not, them, not unless you're Wayne LaPierre. Keep them all out, which was a stupid thing to do. What he, You know what he would have been better off doing? Hmm. Instead of doing the keep all the Muslims out, he would have been better off going the whole oh if there were more people who had guns they yeah. could have prevented he should have gone the gun route yeah. well because he looks like an idiot because the guy was born here yeah oh and that's the other thing you would have never prevented this the guy was no. born here he bought the guns legally his from, fucking... apparently from a cop no he bought him in a gun shop i thought i thought it was from an ex-cop no Maybe he, the ex-cop owns the gun shop he was in the gun shop he bought them in the and the guy in the gun the gun shop guy was like i didn't i didn't do anything wrong i followed the rules it's not that's my fucking business that's what i did it's you know it's republicans fault for allowing fucking people on watch lists to buy fucking guns right so I mean, it was like it's, it's like giving just, an arsonist a book of I matches. I just don't understand why the goddamn government won't do anything, and this is why it doesn't matter who becomes president because it's those twat noodles in Congress mm. who are so fucking useless. You see Paul Ryan in the House; everyone's yelling, "Where's the bill? Where's the bill? Where's the yeah. bill?" And he's just like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna bang my hammer on the table." Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is if nothing else has sunk them. I this is this is gonna be. Uh, campaign fodder for all the people running for uh oh yeah seats oh yeah definitely if the goddamn democrats can't win the house the senate the white house everything down to the like a fucking local pta yeah okay. then we then we should just go full-on mega city one with yeah seriously <laughs> yeah seriously just like you know look, look just you know I give up. Fuck right. you all. Police state, fine. There's no just, mass shootings in a police state. Who, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Just I give up. You just everybody watch TV. It does. Just go to your room. Everybody, <laughs> serious. Just that's how just feel. Just serious. Just go, go to your room. I'm yeah. done talking to you. And that's that's the way this nation is. And yeah. the problem is that this nation is just like okay, I'm gonna go to my room and watch TV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 24 hour news cycle. I listened to some woman, a doctor and a reverend today. Same person on NPR talking about this shooting and I yelled a stream of obscenities at my radio because um who yells at NPR Jesus it's hold like on a kitten hold on she was talking about a shooting uh during a bible study um the one last year yeah and how the she church. was doing a bible it's... study like in the same area I believe I didn't hear that part I heard her say, though, that she, her first thought was, that could have been me, which is a totally human response. Yeah, anything. That's fine. But then they asked her about, you know, 
the the New York Times headline says God didn't do anything to stop this. Where do you stand on this whole thing? And she said that she believed that God was omniscient, and if and He is everywhere and knows everything. Okay. Ready? Ready? All right. So, if this was going to happen, and it did happen, then it was God's will to let it happen. Why? Here's the fucked up part. And I just yelled, fuck you. The more fucked up part? Yeah. Because then she immediately starts talking about how to um, create change and bring about better gun legislation or regulation or forcing people to uh, actually enforce the laws that are already on the books and all that stuff. And I thought, you know what, though? You just said it's God's will that this should happen. So if you're trying to change something that already exists, why are you trying yeah. to change God's will? God'll why do even it. pray? That's God'll something do it. I never understood. It, it, people pray to God to have him change his mind about something that is already set to happen. Yeah. I was reading this article. Contradictory bullshit. I was reading this really, really interesting article. Um, I haven't finished it. Um, About there is a theory out there that says there's no such thing as free will. And I'm going to finish the article Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to read it again so that I better understand it. And I'm going to talk about it because it's really, really interesting because Mm -hmm. we all have this whole thing that, you know, we have free will and that we make choices to do things, do the right thing, do the wrong thing, whatever that we have, we have free will and that we have control. Um, But the whole basis is that um, there are things that genetically you're predisposed to do a certain people or in certain conditions, people will do a certain thing. Okay. All right. And I don't want to go off on it right now because I don't have okay. it all yet enough to sort of spew back. Right. But I will, but the notion that, but the idea that there's no such thing as free will is would make you kind of like, oh, I'm not going to do anything heroic because that's not in my nature. Or, or it kind of brings you to the whole nature-nurture thing. But I'll talk more about yeah. it. I promise next week Wh- where I will is have this more. Um, I think it was in the June issue of The Atlantic. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find it too because I want to know what I'm talking so, about. If I but can find it online, I'll send it. But that's I have the whole. The, uh, or, you know, you, you know what I'll do? I'll, um, I'll, maybe I'll take. It's got to be. It's probably on yeah. their website. It's a month old. But um, that's the whole thing with with religion is, you know, why bother if you, but you, but because you are, that's all you about are preordained to do what you're supposed to do. Well, you no, don't have you're able will. to wash your hands as well. It's God's will. Yeah. It's God's will that it ha- everything happens for a reason. And it's up to us to sort of figure out the reason, which does is it, bullshit. Does it happen? Does shit happen for a reason? Why did all of a sudden one day my dog laid down and then just stopped breathing? Right. Well, there's a reason. And that whole thing is, and like I used to use this whole thing with um, my grandmother's second husband, this guy, Mm. Al, awesome guy, nicest guy in the world, had a stroke out of nowhere, boom, Mm. lived almost another decade afterwards. And Mm. my grandmother would go to the, like, go to the home, like all the fucking time, yeah. all the time. And I'd be like, all right. So, and I'd have this conversation with my sister. I'm like, if there's a God, why does he take out a fucking saint like Al? Yeah. Okay. Like, what is the point of that? 
Yeah. Well, to teach a lesson. To but, who? But Billy like, Graham but, still spoke Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. But it's the whole thing. It's just like, what, to teach Nana a lesson? This woman never did a goddamn thing to anybody. All yeah. she did was feed us. <laughs> you know, she's an Italian grandmother. She lived to put food in your face. All right? Yeah. Yeah. So what? She, she God taught her a lesson because I had too many carbs in my childhood? I mean, come on. Like, yeah. it's such a... It's such a bullshit answer, all right? There's but no- it's the it's the easy lie. Exactly, it's the blanket. It's it's the security blanket, and it, yeah. and it, it lets it lets you give up control. Yeah, like oh, just it's you know God's got a plan. Fuck you. There's yeah. no plan. There's no God. There's no heaven. There's no hell. Yeah. You die. You you're buried. You're worm food. Yeah. Okay. Just give some of your organs to people. Have yourself brought down to ashes. Let your friends smoke you. Who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I prefer to be smoked while I'm alive. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, um, so, yeah. but here's the thing. And I said it, I said it with Sandy Hook. I've been saying it for years. Nothing is going to change. This is going to be a huge part of the election. And what's really, really interesting is that this is the double barrel that is, um, is going gonna, is gonna to be in this election. It's guns and terrorism. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and versus, you could almost versus, say you could versus. almost say it's a perfect trifecta because it's also it's also like like gay rights. I mean, sure, you know, yeah. everybody can marry from you know they decided that last year, but yeah. it's all about a safe people space still, and people, people still, still have a problem them. with yeah. it. So it's um it's really going to be interesting. And Trump is fucked. He's such a. There's no. There is He's such a friggin' enigma. Like, like you can look at Kerry, or I mean um, Romney, same person, basically. You can look at Romney and, and understand him as a conniving businessman. Yeah, and like I get that. Trump's he's, an egomaniac. He's it's an archetype. Ego. But the whole Trump thing is like I don't, I can't, I have nothing, and nothing to. Yeah, he's all. I can't assign him easily to a place like Sarah Palin, crazy mom, Bristol Palin, baby machine. Yeah, like it's real to put to compartmentalize people. And Trump is like he's he's a, a narcissistic sociopath that people listen to. Like fucking people listen to Jenny McCarthy about vaccines. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It, it it it's amazing. I don't get it. I see Trump bumper stickers and I get Carl Urban dread face. <laughs> like the corners of my 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 mouth touch my together underneath my chin. I'm like, are you? It would have been. Me? It would have been a great opportunity for him to show a little bit of leadership and some insight into a, how his about policy. A little bit of, like human you decency, know, exactly. And it's just, I think it's gonna fuck him. You know, I, I so. can't wait for the debates. We got we to we do the first one. We got to do. Oh, yeah. Dirty. Live. Yeah. Um, there are three things yeah. in the election that I'm looking forward to. And one of them is not the election itself, because no. it's not going to matter because he's not going to get elected. OK, mm-hmm. um, I am looking forward to the debates. Yeah, I am looking forward to um, her VP pick. Yes. And I'm looking forward to his VP pick. Yeah, his is going to be caca cuckoo. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's going to be really interesting to see how many he goes through 
before it's actually someone who exists, you know, like not a cartoon character or, you know, somebody saw on the side of a bus. I saw, <laughs> that this, guy, I saw this guy in a movie and I really liked the fact that he could speak in public and, and keep everyone's attention. I nominate General Hux yeah. to be my vice presidential nominee. He's perfect. He's got the best credentials. They're just the best. He has yeah. his own planet. He's good. It's not there anymore. It's a son, but sons are better than planets. He doesn't mind the cold. Sons are better than daughters. So fuck y'all. <laughs> Except my daughter, whom I want to bang. I am waiting for him to just start swearing. Like, legitimately straight up start swearing. He's fucked in the debates. That is going to be absolute... I really... <laughs> I, and everybody, pardon the language I'm about to use. Wow. Yeah. But in, in the debate, I want Hillary to fucking burn him like, like fucking Anakin on Mustafar. <laughs> and I want him to look at her and go, fuck you, cunt. <laughs> and like, that would be it. It would just be that you're done. Do you you're know what, do you know what terrifies me about that? He he would go up. 50%, he, he would, but he would just get the Southern States. Yeah, that's true. And probably some people in England, because that's a term of affection over there can you um <laughs> i um wow <sighs> nah he's fucked it's he's not gonna go anywhere anyway let's talk about something else so idiots idiots so i went to see ghostbusters yeah how was that well let me tell you i walked out after the library scene why because the masking was wrong. Ugh, I hate that. And I walked up to the ticket taker and I said, Hey, um, can you have somebody fix the masking? It's, it's the wrong aspect ratio. And this girl looked at me like I just... Like you went up to her and went blah, blah, blah. Like I waved my dick in her face and said, This is a snake that functions with a microphone. Um, you're welcome, Scott. Um... <laughs> And the guy that was lounging on the fucking trash can, I heard them talking as a, what, what is he talking about? I don't know. So she, he said something's not right in there. So I walked back up the aisle and I started taking pictures of the screen. Yeah. Because fuck you, I own Ghostbusters 12 different ways from Sunday. Yeah. And uh, I'm not stealing it. I'm taking pictures to show how fucking incompetent this theater is. It took past okay so the movie starts yeah right it's got the the getter right they run out title they talk about it venkman does his whole card thing yeah right oh, then they do the right so then oh wait hold on i'm i'm not remembering things right i'm just real pissed let me it's the woman that gets scared by the ghost then it's the title Okay. Then it's Venkman doing his thing. Okay. I walked out at the title. All right. So we're talking three, four minutes. Okay. First of all, the lights were already down, all the way down when right. Ripley and I walked in six minutes before the show started. We got to do, we got, Ripley's got to take her number. I got to calculate a shot. Yeah. Lights are off. And we're using a new meter. 
because that's a whole other fucking nightmare because a year's up and now we need the doctor to say yeah and CBS can't get approval they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah. so we had to get a different cheaper yeah. meter that doesn't light up anyway so I walk out I say the stuff and then it takes eight minutes eight minutes for a one time showing this day to get somebody that had to actually walk in the theater and push the fucking button on the motor to open the masking. Well, now you know where the button is. <laughs> at least, at least the fucking port glass was clean this time. And yeah. The colors were how they should What be. theater were you in? 11. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's, it's getting ones. to the point where I'm starting to know that theater is yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Um, driving in... I could hear that. Yeah. That was weird. Um, Driving into Revere, you do this big kind of loop. They had the flea market going because it was Sunday. And, um, you know, as you stay in the right-hand lane and it loops and curves around. Oh, I know it. There, right? There was a woman and a guy standing in the middle of the fucking lane. Doing what? I don't know. It looked like she was wiping something off his shirt. So... I just drive as close to them as possible because I'm an asshole and they're fucking morons. So Ellen said, why didn't you honk at them? And something in my head just said, these are not the kind of people you want to agitate. So (laughs) because I want wheels when I come out of the movie. So we're in there. I sit down, Ellen, Ellen, what we normally do when we get there, there was a lot of traffic getting there. Um, so the, the 25 minutes we left wasn't yeah. enough. So I took Ripley in to do her shot. She got the snacks. She met us in there, that kind of, so I wait, I don't sit down. I wait until they fix the fucking masking. Cause I wanted to make sure I saw what was going on because right, fuck yeah. you. I'm writing letters now. Um, I sit down and then right. I would say as they're kicked out of the university yeah guess who walks in and sits two seats away from us who those two fucking people that were standing in the middle of the street oh my god the only way i recognize him is she had like on a cream color shirt and he had a patriots jersey yeah so here's where it gets worse did they talk they didn't just talk they had a conversation like this oh my god now, you know how non-confrontational I am. Yeah. And you know how I like to set a good example in front of my children. Yeah. It was me, and because we, we, we get the four seats in the front before the front section. Yep. Um, and then there's five seats on either side of us. So we're dead center. Uh, so on the right, it was, it was, I was there, and then it was Ripley, then Ellen, then Nova. So Nova is the furthest away from me, but the closest to them. I figured, okay, let them get settled. They can talk a little bit, sort their shit out. Yeah. Fifteen minutes later, I, I've, I've had enough. Either yeah. Ellen's going to get up and stomp the guy's nuts, <laughs> or I'm going to have to say something. And other people had gone, shh. Like, that doesn't do yeah. shit. So I'd had enough. I, I, I could figure, you know, I know the, the yeah. ups and downs of the, the, the volume of the dialogue and stuff. And I waited for it to be dead quiet. And they were mumbling, talking. And I said, 
it, in a in a semi New York accent because of the movie. Oh, yeah. I went, shut up. <laughs> and Nova thought I was yelling at Ripley because <laughs> Nova has no idea about yeah. anything. Um, and Nova heard what they said. The woman went, no problem. So they got up and walked out like 20 minutes later because they obviously didn't have fucking tickets. Yeah. Then we had um, the confused old guy from up sitting in the seats in front of us in the handicapped spot. Oh, no, that was me. He, no. no, it really wasn't. He gets up and walks out, comes back in. Now, these are very specific seats. It's two seats. Yeah. And then a huge space. You could like four right. wheelchairs. That's where the wheelchairs right there. He walks in, walks past his wife, looking around for her. He's within six feet of her. He doesn't see her. Uh, at this point, she's wishing she was the wife and up. And <laughs> <laughs> I was wishing they were both the wife and up. <laughs> and uh, she, she motions to him and... Uh, something she asks him something it had to be something along the lines of did you find out what's going on uh and he said yeah it's like some special one-time showing let's get out of here I'm like how fucking dare you how dare you disparage ghostbusters you fucking dickhole and they left so did they think did they think it was the new one coming i guess it must have been yeah they must have thought that and then at that point the fucking two-year-old one row behind us had to fucking talk nonstop. How do you yell at a two-year-old? With great enthusiasm. There was one time when I was watching a movie, and I think I had you come in and yell at a group of people behind us. <laughs> and I felt like shit <laughs> because they were all special needs kids. But if they're going to be out in the world in a group unaccompanied by a handler... Then they have to act. That took a long time for me to like come to terms with that. I basically told a bunch of mentally handicapped kids to shut the fuck up. (sighs) Although it it did, he one of them did have one of the greatest lines. Like, there's there's the there's when I was watching Attack of the Clones at the IMAX theater. There was the little kid behind us that got way too excited about the Nexu coming out of the Indian Ocean Arena. There was the little kid that yelled, "Fly, Rocketeer, fly!" That was awesome. That really was. It's kind of awesome. And um, I'm going to say that the next time I watch Boba Fett get hit with a stick before he goes into the Sarlacc pit. There was a shot. We were watching Haunted Mansion because free fucking tickets. And um, it was a shot of the the huge, like, gothic Victorian cemetery behind the house. And one of them said, that's where I keep all the dead people. That's yeah, a great line. You are not wrong. Oh, man. Uh, so, oh. I, you can't. You, and then I saw the mother, and she was probably mid-20s. Yeah. And She's trying. She's trying, but you know what? Don't bring your fucking two-year-old to Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. And your three-year-old. Yeah, that's... If you... If the kid isn't old enough to sit through the movie, get somebody to watch the kid. If you don't have somebody to watch the kid, fucking rent it on pay-per-view. Yeah. 
Did the girls enjoy the movie? Yes. So we watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, that movie scares the shit out of me. Or you, it did you should was, watch it again. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm sure. But it scared the hell out of me when I was 15. Yeah. What else did we watch? We watched Grave Encounters 1 and 2. I watched a horror movie. What did you watch? Because I never say that. <laughs> the hell you say? I watched The Shining. Oh. That's not really a horror movie. Not anymore, no. Um... That is such a great movie. No, it is. It's it, but it it's like a psychological thriller. Yeah, it is. Um, that kid is fucking creepy. Yeah, and it's really, it's really great because it's one of those movies that it's so like the images mm. are very quotable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you like you see it everywhere like it's parodied and mm. family guy here's Johnny blah 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 yeah. and all that kind of stuff and there's it's so great um to have to see something like that. And what I really liked about it, it came out in 1980. And yeah. what I really liked about it was that everything just looked so like authentic like the people looked real yeah do you like like yeah you know what i mean yeah no the hotel manager was just like a normal yeah dude, they just look like the golf course normal dudes and yeah. even jack nicholson just looked like a normal dude and yeah. even like shelly i think look, i think his clothes had a lot to do with yeah that. it did but yeah. like everything like the set design of like their apartment before they leave for the hotel just like yeah. Everything, the kids' clothes, like just stuff that was around, like everything Mm. just looked so like right. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was the right kind of dull. Mm. It's it's late seventies dull. Yeah. Yeah. It it was so, but not in a, let's make this look late seventies dull. It was just. No, it's not, it's not, you know, geometric brown and orange right. patterns just it was just one. it was just a normal working class yeah, well, you know because all the stuff thing. was yeah right exactly from the right 70s, but, so um but yeah no they didn't try to to set it outside yeah. of a time and i think or, that that was like a big part of the appeal mm. for me is that visually it was very visually it was very comfortable okay you know, and yep. then you start to see these familiar people, people you know, mm. like start to have this shit going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Joker and olive oil. Talk to Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And jazz. He was also jazz. I like Scatman. Um, but it was um, just really. Just such a it's such a great movie. It has one of my all time favorite camera shots. I have weird camera shots Which that one? I like. There's a there's a shot in Return of the Jedi, right? And it's it's it it draws your eye from the left to the right, back to and back and forth. It's um it's a shot of the forest. It's during the the Battle Endor, and your eye is drawn. Yeah, it's drawn from the right of the screen to the left, and a tree explodes, and it kind of diamonds out. Okay. And then near that is the front of a blockade runner that's basically the same shape as it moves to the okay. other side of the screen. So it's 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 like that comic book 
yeah. visual, but it on the screen, and it, it's it works way better than any wipe. The yeah. wipe, it's the wipe that draws your yeah. eye over. The Shining hat when Jack's uh, chopping the door down, mm-hmm. and the camera f- pans with his swing, and it and it just he's it Jack's in frame, but the left and the right keep the head okay. of the axe okay in the frame. And it was just such a dynamic shot when I first saw it. Like it just, like that little Flintstones bird etched it right yeah. in. One of the things I really liked is when da- um, Danny's riding his little big wheel mm-hmm. and he's going like around and he goes into the kitchens. And then there's, yeah. he's going through the big lobby where there are area rugs and then there's oh. just floor. So the sound, yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. He looks small because yeah. he's in such a huge great room but it's just like yeah. and then it's like yeah, quiet when he goes over there right it's amazing yeah. amazing and it's and it really does it's one of those things that really sets the tone and it has this mm-hmm. like you know in dark night whenever you see the joker there's just that one yeah. long like metallic yeah pole you know there's there's that in the shining as well mm-hmm. as as jack is like just tumbling into insanity mm. you know slow but sure and you're never really sure like what's going on is this in his head or is right. the place haunted or what the fuck because toward the end she starts seeing shit you know and you wonder like could that movie be made today if you were to do you remember well, they, how they well remember, they they did a they did a, a tv a show book version instead of the kubrick version but know. like i think that if you were to shoot that movie today it would be too polished. It would be too pretty. And that, unless it was made independent. Because then you could, you could have that. Who would you get for feel. actors now to do that movie? Oh, for it to be believable for a first-time audience, it'd have to be people you've never or very rarely have seen. Yeah, you could not throw a Nicholson in that oh, role. Oh, God, no, 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 no. But, like, who now, though, do you think you could put in that movie that doesn't look like a movie star? Hmm. Who could look like an actor? And I can't think of anyone who's got the skills hmm. but but doesn't have, I mean, like the... Like, you know who I think could pull that, could, could pull off the Jack Nicholson role? Hmm. You're going to think I'm crazy. Okay. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Because he's, he doesn't look like a movie star, obviously. Mm. His face looks like a ham sandwich that dropped off the plate. Yeah. Okay. And then, and I can't think, you'd have to put like, I don't know who you'd put in there for Shelley Duvall's part. I don't know. Um, because movies that like actors today are too pretty. Hmm. I don't know. You don't watch Game of Thrones, so we can't talk about that. No. God damn, that show is good. Anyway, okay. um, so uh, I watched the rest of Lady Dynamite. Yeah. And I remember I went actually went back and watched the beginning of the pilot that I thought was so damn funny. Okay. And it's when she's just sort of it's almost like she's in some sort of weird like I don't know if it's a like a hair commercial kind of thing and yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. sort of fantasizing. Was it the noodle thing? Was it noodles, Japanese noodles? No, it was before that. Like the first thing is like she's okay. 
like oh like a, like, like a, driving like, a car like backwards like yeah, yeah like shampoo and it is just so ridiculously funny mm. i just you know she she throws a bouquet of flowers over a bridge and then she goes down and it's like knocked a dude off his bike and you know she picks up the bike and basically steals the bike yeah. and rides yeah. away and oh it's so grand <laughs> oh it's just she's so clueless mm. but um so the first season of that was okay. I'm I'm a little worried about Netflix shows getting a little. We talked about this last week a little bit mm. about a little too much saturation, uh, like too much stuff yeah. coming out. Yeah. Um, but her show is a little weird. But I might be interested to see what they do with the second season. I think it's they, smart for Netflix to put the stuff out after other seasons of stuff has ended. Yeah. Like Orange Is the New Black is like two more days. Yeah, I'm gonna blast through that because it's there. Yeah, so I'm actually glad I started watching that show. It's a good I, show. I hate the main character because she's such a fucking idiot, but I like everybody else. Yeah, but I don't think you're supposed to like her. Last season got a little bit too weird sitcom like for me. Like the end of that mm. season where they're all like frolicking in the water. Like, no. Fuck, that's stupid. No, that's dumb. That was just dumb. Was that the season where the the bad guy, the big bad for the season, got hit by the van at the end? Oh yeah, that where was? where the where the cancer woman yeah, is, yeah, yeah. steals the van, yeah. and then there's just like that bitch, yeah. and she just hits her, uh, just uh, her. yeah, boom. Okay, <laughs> that like, was the yes. end of that. Okay, all right. Yeah, I liked her story. That was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, that was that was good. Who is that actress? Lorraine Poussant or something like that. That was, sounds that sounds yeah. familiar. So she got booted. Um, what else is um coming up? Movie like Warcraft. I was so fucking mad. I wanted Warcraft to make two million more dollars, and then I would have won the contest. I went this the week. complete wrong way on that one. Yeah, I guess twenty seven something, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna get it. I was gonna get it, but it didn't break twenty five. See, I was thinking with ticket prices being so much higher than they've have been, and the installed fan base, eighty six wasn't out of you know. I didn't think it was the gonna realm be. of possibility. If a shitty Transformers movie can do a hundred, you know. Yeah. Um, I have no desire to see the Warcraft movie. I, you know what? Um, uh, if my brother or sister-in-law see it and they say, yeah, it's you, it, fine, then yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It, like It's orcs and humans, and I understand that's the, the core, like fundamental part of the thing. But like I see uh, you can watch on YouTube all of the... the video in-game movies and yeah. like there's the lich king and that's the kind of thing i want like an undead kind of saurani yeah but instead it's oh we got to get along mm. can we just had an x-men movie that did that yeah seriously i mean it, the cg looks great and yeah they, and i they, just and, and they, they i just didn't. don't care yeah. um, i don't you know i, I never played it game. so um i I'm really looking forward to Finding Dory. That's Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I might check that this weekend. I think we probably will, too. Um, it's going to be tough to avoid. Yeah. Um, hmm. What else is um, What else is, is coming out? I watched Iron Man again. Did I tell you that? The first one? Yeah. Huh. And um, I really liked that movie. Hmm. 
It was good. Yeah. It really was. And Iron Man 3 gets shit on way too much. I don't have an issue with it. It's, you know... It's, you know, it's fine. I would... I'm tired. I would rather watch Iron Man 3 than Blade 3 or... Uh, pretty much any, oh, any I'd of rather the first go to the, three X-Men I'd movies. rather go to the dentist than watch Blade 3. Mm. Yeah, that was... Somebody wrote in outside the cinema and wanted to know what movies, if we could do a top six list of movies that we have Excuse walked me. out of there or are, wanted to walk out of. There are two. I yeah? have two. Okay. What do you got? I walked out of, it's funny, I was talking to someone about that today. I walked out of the, um, I walked out of Hulk. Oh, the Ang Lee one? The Ang Lee one. Yeah, I probably I out of would have when he nut-punched the dog. Yeah, um, um, but, I didn't even make it that far. We were we were at Boston Common, and we were at like a special screening of that. So, And I walked out of, God damn it, we were just talking about that movie today, 50 First Dates. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah, I can see that. Here's ones I wanted to walk out of. Eight Crazy Nights. Okay. Um, fear.com okay honestly when Tom put that one reel on backwards and upside down that was the best thing that yeah. happened in the whole movie <laughs> um, there was, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the Beowulf 3D uh, yeah. thing that was just let's be honest as fuck. everybody went to that movie to see Angelina Jolie well to see boobs yeah. Yeah. The CG boobs. Yeah. Fucking, you have internet. It was like 2003, four. Yeah, I know, but there wasn't um, as now the internet. Star Trek thing. Insurrection. Instead, I just fell asleep three times. You yeah. fell asleep during the movie? Who falls <laughs> um, <laughs> That was my go-to. And then, and then there was the Star Trek one that we all watched and incessantly made fun of. Um the one with Tom Hardy is the is the Romulan guy. You remember that? No. Mostly the stuff that we screened in like theater eight. Yeah. Because we okay. knew it was going to be shit. So yeah. we just put it there. But yeah. Up until up until I fell asleep in that's in, in Star Trek Insurrection, the only other movie I fell asleep during was the DuckTales movie that I took my brother to. Yeah. Because I think I had just gotten done two weeks of doubles, and he wanted to see it. I can't think of too many other things. Because usually when I go to a movie, I'm like, I'm like in it. I'm, I'm this. I've decided. Yeah, because I would rather, like, I'll watch a movie and good, bad, or otherwise. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I like to shit on a movie if you can shit on yeah. a movie. Um, so I'll watch it, but those I just couldn't. I'm just like, all right, there are about eleven other things I could be doing, mm. and punching my face is four of them. Yeah, um, but Eight Crazy Nights was just fucking awful. I did walk out of something like not this past New Year's Eve, but the year before. Mm. Uh, but not because I didn't like the movie. It was just I was just in really uncomfortable seats. Oh, okay. So, um, there's I just had there's to been leave. I, I my whole thought process on on movies now has changed a little bit like i would pick something and i would see it through to the end no matter no matter what just because i made my decision and i would i would carry that through to netflix as well but recently 
within the last year. Like, if it doesn't catch me in the first 15 minutes, I'll just go to something else. Maybe I'll go back to it and try it again. But, like, if it's got an, a completely unlikable lead or I know it doesn't have a reputation for being a movie that takes a while to build yeah. and you've got to pay attention. Like, I just today watched for, um, not this week's Outside the Cinema, but the next week's, I watched A Field in England, which is kind of like symbolic experimental film set during the 16th century in England as you would tell by the title but it involves alchemy witchcraft science versus religion faith versus you know all kinds of yeah and it's all like it takes until the last 10 minutes for it to sort of kind of come together but it's really open to your own interpretation. But I, I anybody, I don't want to ruin yeah. my review for two weeks from now. But like, if I'm watching a movie about, you know, oh, we can reanimate the recently deceased. Well, you better be fucking interesting. Lazarus effect. I'm looking at you. I actually, for a contest, started writing a script about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had to do a horror genre that had to do with a family reunion. Uh And it was about this girl whose mother gave her up for adoption. Well, whose mother's family gave her up for adoption. Okay. Okay. And she knew that she was adopted and she never knew her birth mother. Mm. Now, her birth mother thought that... um, that the girl died in the same car accident that the husband died in, but it was a very rich and powerful family and they didn't like the husband. Mm. So they scurried the girl away and they had the husband murdered. Okay. And this woman grew up to be like this geneticist scientist type of person. And when she finds all this out, because she found her mother's diary, Mm. she finds out and she kind of snaps. And all she remembers is the happiest time she ever was, was in this big family photograph that hangs above the fireplace. It's her, it's like a family, a couple of extended like uncles and stuff like that. And she's with her husband and her baby. That was the last time she was really happy. And she wanted to recreate that. So, she dug up the corpses and she reanimated them and she invited her daughter back. And then the daughter starts realizing that there's something a little wrong with these people. Hmm. So that's kind of where I got. And that's for me to write something like that. Cause that's not my thing. Yeah. Not bad. Thanks. I had to do it in like, 20 pages for the contest ah. so and it was tough it finished way too quickly happens to me a lot <laughs> anyway um so yeah we've been uh going through horror movies with the girls i have been ellen doesn't want any part of it what so they think of freddie they like they like them they want to they want to watch more of them and really i would really only want them to watch one three and seven yeah um but I think so that three and seven can really shine. We got to go through them all. I know, yeah. Um, and but they are very interested in Jason because of the Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, he has this one. You can you can pick varying fighting styles for the characters. So Jason has one called Unstoppable, and when he's knocked out, he will get hit by lightning and sit up like horror movie sit up. 
and then he gets like a quarter of his health bar back. Yeah. And and he allows you to fight some more. They want to know how he keeps coming back. They want to know what what is he <laughs> because he keeps making major bank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to show them the remake, the 2009 version. Yeah, but that's that would be cheating them. I think out of the whole, he's not the killer in the first one. Yeah, and then the bag over the head, finding the hockey mask, going to space, fighting Freddy. Because it's also it's not just the movies themselves it's it's their place in pop culture yeah yeah I mean and that's and that's kind of like like I was saying about The Shining and like when you watch Silence of the Lambs it's yeah. you know one of those things that not only are they they quality on their own you see how they've informed you know the culture and then mm-hmm. you you get to enjoy other things more because yeah. you know you'll see something like a you know you'll hear a line or something like that in like community or yeah. in another movie and you know you'll you'll you know i mean the star wars stuff is is easy enough for right. them to pick out yeah. um but other movies like that mm. and then as their movie interests broaden to right. other things that are iconic yeah. Um, I think that they're really going to see the value in how things weave their way into the popular culture. Yeah. And what blows me away is that, like, to be able to, because I write, and to be able to write something that, like, lasts like that. Like, yeah. somebody wrote the line, you know, use the force, Luke. George yeah. Lucas wrote that line. Yeah. Okay. And that's fucking amazing. Yeah. When you when you think yeah. about it, I, that's it. That just blows me away, and it means so. You know the the whole Yoda. You know there is no tribe. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's huge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's that for them to see this type of stuff, and then as I mean, they'll see how it how it you know fuels all their pop culture things the good and the bad of it because yeah that's part of it too you know right right yeah and that's that's what i've i've realized is that they have to they'll experience it faster and i think that's both an advantage and a disadvantage of you know walking into a franchise nine movies into yeah. it um but you know, we did the whole Resident Evil series in like two and a half yeah. weeks, uh, and they're they're pissed every time I'm telling. I tell them, no, uh, not till 2017. Now they're they're kind of yeah. okay with that because it's close. But Ripley pitched Grave Encounters three to me earlier today. Really? Yeah, yeah. She said I think somebody should go in there without any supplies, but except for a camera, so they can't they can't fight back at all. And I'm like, well, they already finished the script for part three. <gasps> really? And she like threw her hands up over her head and everything. And she's Nova rated it a nine, part two, a nine for scariness. Ripley gave it a six. <laughs> she gave, what did she give Nightmare on Elm Street? I want to say a four. I don't know how I'm going to scare this kid. Well, I don't know. Let her watch a Trump commercial. Yeah. Who's that monster? Still still saving an American werewolf in London and the thing 
because the thing I think I, I know I've said this before. I, I want them to be a little bit older so they can start to understand the tension and the dynamic yeah. between the characters. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, Ellen will go up to bed. We'll pop in, uh, the first Friday, the 13th, they're going to be out of school. So, yeah. But yeah, I've been letting them choose. Nova picked the mist and she fell asleep. Um, but yeah, I think the fly is another one too. That's like in there with the thing. Yeah. Um, because of the body horror. Yeah. And, and plus the, the bleak character ending. It just like, I have never had a movie affect me the way that the end of the fly did. Yeah. Ellen and I walked over to what is now Hollywood hits, uh, from here. Cause we were young and in shape and we could do that shit. Um, and it, it was 1986. It was, I think right before I went to California when my mom had her operation and we saw the fly and it was the first movie. Like I was just emotionally wrecked Yeah. because you've, have you, you've seen it once. Okay. So spoiler alert for anybody <laughs> waiting to see it. Um, at the end of the movie, and if I'm remembering it right, because I don't watch it that often. This is the often. Goldblum one. Yeah. yeah. I believe he tr- he tries to teleport again. Oh, no. She hits the button when he's halfway in the pod, so he fuses with the pod, but he's now mostly um, gigantic humanoid fly. Now yeah. he's mixed with tubing and metal parts, and she- Gina Davis is holding the shotgun, and he reaches up his fly gross claw thing and he puts the shotgun barrel to his head and just looks at her yeah and it's a puppet but it like yeah that's the first time a movie like ripped my heart in half because like <laughs> like i was also uh, old enough and savvy enough to know like 86 so i was eh, it was 13, 13 14 Right, and up to that point, it was like action movies and sci-fi and shit. But like, I could see because you really got to know Jeff Goldblum's character, and he just wanted something awesome. Yeah, and he knew enough that even with his messed up fly bodies, he knew he didn't want to live like that. He knew he couldn't. Right, and he knew it was done. It was over. Yeah, he was gonna die from fusing with the pod anyway. But he was still there enough. And that was the first Cronenberg movie I saw. And nobody told me who he was before I went in. So that was a rude awakening. <laughs> but, yeah. That was probably that was probably the most... Uh, the most affected I'd been by a movie. Except for the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. Before the beach. Do you know what else I want? That's fucked up, right? Before the beach. You know why? Because the last time I remember seeing my grandmother uh, was before she was buried in a cemetery that looked like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it like I'm sitting there at the I believe it was at the AMC or it was Burlington, I forget. It was one of the the, Yeah. And like my face just blew up. Like Ellen looked over and she's like, What the fuck are you all right? I'm like yeah, this surprised me as much as it surprises <laughs> you. So I would put the movie in, and I would just skip the first chapter. I just I couldn't handle it. Love that movie. 
It's great. Um, but apparently I had some unresolved issues. Yeah. I also watched Room with a View, which is, you know, couldn't be any different from what we've been talking about. I don't think about. I've seen that. It is such a beautiful movie. And Elena Bonham Carter, she's like 19 or 20 years old. Hmm. She's super young. Um, she's adorable. Hmm. Julian Sands is in it. Oh, he can be creepy. He was great. He's yeah. he's so good and he's a great actor. Denholm yeah. Elliott is in it. Oh man, there's somebody. And here, Maggie man. Smith is in it. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't know the actor's name, but his name is Mister Beeb. Hmm. Um, great. It's such a gorgeous movie. Hmm. Love that movie. You know what I want to watch again? North by Northwest. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen, seen that. that in a million years. Um, I have a segment from Scott, but um, I can't. I can't get the audio to work all that well. It's a. It's a. It's his review of Civil War, like we had talked about last week. Uh, I'm just going to drop it in, okay. Since um, since it's you know, yeah, that's cool. So thank you, Scott. Thanks, Scott. I, we, we appreciate that, and I'll I'll mm-hmm. get something sorted out here. It's just I figure it out. An indicator that we really don't need to listen to what you think. So no, well, fine. we will listen to it, but not at the same time. Nah, not. No, so. kidding. Anyway, um, I got nothing else. Well, we got to talk a little bit more because then I got to put the end music in. Okay, so. so um, Lovely weather we've been having. Hey, did you see that footage from Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game for PS4? Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, it really does. People are bitching about the costume. I just don't give a shit anymore. I don't care enough to Mm. hate on anything. It's a Spider-Man game that looks awesome. And here's what Nova said. Yeah. Hey, the black of his eyes move like Civil War. Yeah. (laughs) You're goddamn right they do. Yeah, that looks good. And uh, oh, in a couple weeks we get... um, the Force Awakens Lego game. Yes. I may actually get that before I get Uncharted. I have it on pre-order on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Apple spewed out a whole oh, bunch of shit. Yeah, I watched a quick oh. video about that. That'll be good. This will fill What did you um what did you see? I wa- I was most interested in um in the in iOS 10. Oh, a lot of good stuff. A lot yeah. of fun stuff with mess, like a lot of fun stuff, like with yeah. messages and stuff like that. Yeah, which I didn't. I they they glossed over it so fast. I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out. Um, but Siri on the desktop. Yep, which that's going to be cool. I really want to see if I can be able to say, "Hey Siri, um, open up blah 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 in VLC and play that movie full screen for me." That would be awesome. Well, I think that you would just have to, you know, play the file, and it would just probably find the application that's going to play this file. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to. I'm really curious to, like, put it through. Yeah. Um. I'm, but I, oh, and on the phone integration with Spotify, which I think is going to be very interesting, because I don't understand why I can't tell Siri. To play the fucking Dead Milkman on Spotify. Yeah, I know. I, I you know, I've, I use Spotify too, mm. and I just um, would like to see more. But because when I'm driving and I'm like waiting for Ellen to call, I'll have an earbud in, and I just want to, you know, 
Yeah. Um, a lot of the watch stuff looks really good. Yeah, I like the being a lot of the white on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a lot faster. Mm. Um, so I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really kind of cool was the cut and paste between devices. Yeah. So if I you're on your clear on that. if you're on your phone, you see something and go cut, then you can go onto your like your computer and just go paste. Really? Yeah. So you are the clipboard. <laughs> the cloud the cloud is the clipboard. So Ed, that's kind of cool and he yeah. um the guy did a a little demo with like a um on his iPad he was doing something with a map in um Keynote and then he was just able to like cut and paste it into his presentation. Huh. Um really really cool stuff. And then he was able to use Siri to say, "Hey, find me pictures of, you know, whatever." And then mm-hmm. in the notifications that come on the side yeah. of like your computer screen, yeah. um Siri's results would show up there and then you could just drag the picture from those results huh. and put it into your presentation. Wow. Really cool shit. Really, really cool. Like a then, lot of really, I mean, that's what I did periodically today at work. I had it kind of on. And then when I had slow time, I would watch a little bit of it. And then you think back like just what, 14 years ago, like 2002, right? When we're buying guest services and we have that one computer that hooks up to the internet yeah, and it takes 15 minutes to get IMDB going. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. And it, it's amazing. It really is. It's just, um, and some really cool stuff with the phone, um, like lock screen stuff. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be like, so instead of pressing the button, mm. you can set it up so that if you just pick up your phone. Oh, good. Because the a lock lot of screen times when and I hit the home button, it, it opens too fast. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll be able to like, to get to your camera, okay. you'll just swipe like huh. so instead of it coming to a like a lock screen like that you'll just swipe a certain uh, way and it would be your camera right good, there good um and then within messages if you're going to send a message mm. that has a picture so you got a message and you hit the camera yeah in addition to your pictures here it's going to give you what the camera sees oh so you could just boom take that picture put it right into your 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 thing oh that's good that's it streamlines yeah. that so um nice i still that. want to be able to unlock it through the headphones yeah i really think that you know because there are some things that you want to do stuff with it's just like oh you got to unlock your phone first mm. and you should be able to pick and choose stuff that you can open with your voice yeah you know what's really cool they this is actually really funny i don't know how much of the keynote you watch but not not that not as much so they have uh, they're gonna have apple pay they have apple pay integrated through um the mac hmm. okay so that you could go to buy something and instead of putting in your credit card info you could just click pay with apple pay and something will come up on your phone and you just do the credit card you just do your little you know your fingerprint thing and you pay for it but it was really funny the picture they show they go look a lot of people have been asking for this and we finally figured out a way to get to get apple pay on the mac and they showed a picture 
of a woman at a, like a Starbucks or something like that, or at like a little barista thing, a uh, little coffee shop. And she's holding like a 21 inch <laughs> Mac screen, holding it over the thing. It was fucking hilarious. It was so funny. Oh, that's good. I thought, you know, cause in my head, like it just before they flashed, I'm just like, Oh, someone's going to be with a laptop, yeah. but it was like the big, huge yes. screen just hovering over. I thought that that's was great. Really funny. But good for them. Yeah, it was really, really funny. So, um, and then they did a bunch of stuff with music, which uh, I don't use that. No, me neither. Um, I like Spotify. I get the the paid Spotify. I get yeah. it free with um, at from Starbucks. Oh, yeah. So that's like ten bucks a month. Yeah, it's not bad. So I um I had a bunch of ebooks. And I wanted to add. I had one ebook reader that all of a sudden just my my credentials wouldn't authorize. So yeah. fuck it, I deleted the app. Um, so I opened iTunes like I used to. Yeah. And I tried to drop the books in and it, they wouldn't go. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you have to open iBooks on your desktop, put the books there, and then they sync with iTunes. Oh, that's good to know. It's I, 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 okay, there are a few things that, that I like because I have a couple that don't have covers. It's just like chapter one yeah. is, the, is the front page. You can find an image and you can drop it. Do you drag and drop it from your desktop, the image to the top of the book, and it'll ask you, is this what you want yeah. for the cover? So, like, that's way better than click, get info, blah, yeah. blah, 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 or. Or going through and trying to find mismatched shit for find artwork and stuff. Yeah. Have so. you um have you messed around with iBooks author? No. Very cool. And I, I know that I know that no. yeah, I know. I know that you and you were talking about um I really putting exp- together something with, with the girls and it's yeah. there's a lot of really, really cool stuff that you can do with that and then mm. you can sell it. Uh-huh. So. I do have a book that I actually want to make for Ripley. She has these two stuffed penguins that are exactly the same. Um, one is named Penguin, mm-hmm. and one is named Kung Jin. Mm. My, from, my nephew had Mortal Kombat. There was Barney and the other Barney. Yeah, and he knew the difference. The difference between her penguins is one of them, like she squeezes the neck tighter on one of them, so his, his head's a little looser. <laughs> um, this bitch likes to be choked out, Dad. <laughs> All right, that's um, that's gonna be a problem later. <laughs> so one day I I stole Penguin and I took him to work and uh, just took pictures of them everywhere yeah and uh that was a couple of years ago so i i thought i'd write up a dumb little story to go along with it you know um penguin decided to stow away in the yeah. car because he was tired of waking up under ripley's butt every day smelling like her farts <laughs> which is exactly something she would say ibooks author is pretty cool because then you can I mean, you can put in videos, you can put in animation, uh-huh. you can put in all sorts of stuff, huh. and then they're, you know, they, you know, they play mm. on a um, an iPad. Nice. They're wicked cool. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, anyway. get, I'm getting tired. Yeah, me too. All right, everybody, have a great week. Love you. Bye bye. No more guns. Okay.
Are you still there? The C-SPAN networks bring you long-form public affairs programming from the nation's capital and are a public service of your television provider. C-SPAN, created by cable. Ladies and gentlemen, Hassan Minaj. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Wow, thank you. One more time for Mr. John Kasich. Everybody, give it up for him, right? Wow. I mean, John, we we have so much in common. (sighs) You know, we're both from small towns. People can't pronounce our names. And neither of us will ever become president. It is... Amazing! No, 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 you guys, you guys, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's, it's, it's great because, John, you are a rational, sane, even-keel, well-thought-out, seasoned politician. And you thought you could be the GOP nominee? You crazy, John. You crazy, man. You crazy for this one, Jay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Hassan Minaj. It is such an honor to be speaking at the correspondence dinner that nobody cares about. Wow. I mean, tonight is definitive proof that we all definitely haven't made it. <laughs> Last year's speaker was Asif Manvi. Uh, so thank you so much, RTCA, for going back to back with your Browns. You guys are killing it. I love it. Next year's event, Malala, Syrian refugees, hosting it. I like that. Yeah, Malala. Tonight's event is brought to you by C-SPAN. C-SPAN, yes. Yes, to the eight people not watching. C-SPAN is now in HD, which is great. So now you can see all that legislation not getting passed in 1080p. All the wrinkles and inefficiency, just, oh, so crisp. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting here at the eve of the 2016 presidential election, where we, the American people, get to vote for who we hate the least. And right now, statistically, it looks like Hillary Clinton should win. That's about right. That is about right. That is the right response Hillary Clinton generally gets. Hillary Clinton is like the broccoli of presidential choices. You know what I mean? Where the Clinton camp is like, trust us, she's good for you. We're like, all right. Like, Hillary Clinton is like the Toyota Camry of presidential options. Like, if you were on The Price is Right, and they presented you with a Hillary, it'd get the same response as a Camry. Just dun 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 you're like, oh, oh no. I already had one in the 90s. Bernie Sanders shook things up this year, right? Bernie? Great. Wall Street in the building. That's cool. Um, I like Bernie, though. Bernie was, Bernie was like America's cool substitute teacher, right? Like, he came in, he's like, everybody's getting pizza! And we were all like, hell yes! I've been waiting for pizza! And then Hillary's like the regular teacher, and she's like, hey, who's paying for the pizza? And we're like, shut up, Mrs. C. The cool sub says we get pizza. And she's like, what? No, no, I'm cool. I whip. I nay nay. We're like, stop it, Mrs. C. Stop pandering. 
And then Donald Trump is like, Mexico's paying for the pizza. And then dumb people are like, oh yeah, other country, pay for my pizza. That makes sense. What? No, this is great, because like the Republican Party is here. What? Like, how is, how? Like, how is 86% of the GOP like, yes, racist Cheeto, finally. Like, I have yet, I live, in, I live in a liberal bubble, so I have yet to meet a Trump supporter. I mean, I did meet Paul Ryan three weeks ago, but you know, people change. And <laughs> usually, I'll see people in the street, I go, this guy looks kind of Trumpy. And I'll go, hey man, who are you voting for? And they'll go, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. I don't like to talk about politics. And that dude's voting for Trump. That dude is definitely voting for Donald Trump. I don't like to talk about politics is the new I'm not racist, but. <laughs> like, everybody's been asking the question, how did he get so far? How did he do it? And really, the answer has been underneath our nose this entire time. If you've seen the hit film Back to the Future 2, <laughs> the character Biff is based on Donald Trump. This is real. 1989, Robert Zemeckis wrote the character Biff based on Donald Trump. Watch the movie, Orange Skin, Casino. He's trying to kill Michael J. Fox. This is real. And if that is true, we're in the wrong alternate timeline right now, you guys. And everybody's asking, yo, where is credentials? No, where is the sports almanac? No wonder this guy has gotten so far. He already knows who's going to win the NBA Finals. Sorry, it won't be the Cavs. I'm sorry, Mr. Kasich. <laughs> Donald Trump is an amazing professional wrestler. That's not a joke, no. He was inducted into the 2013 WWE Hall of Fame. This is not a joke. He clotheslined Vince McMahon. He shaved his head on stage. And I gotta say, he was an incredible wrestler. And I used to make fun of my cousin Sahil because he still thinks wrestling is real. And in 2016, we live in a world where Jesse Ventura became governor of Minnesota, Hulk Hogan took down Gawker, and Donald Trump could become president of the United States of America. And I'm just here to say, Sahil, you were right. Wrestling is real. Politics is fake. I just, I just got to come to grips with the fact that, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm coming off as nervous. Um, it's because uh, brown people, we're going to get deported. So really, this is just my farewell tour. I'm saying goodbye to America. I got to do all my American stuff now. Like, I got to go to Costco for the last time. I got to get knocked out at a Trump rally. I got to do everything that makes this country great. There is a sliver of hope. There is a sliver. Barack Obama just recently endorsed Hillary Clinton. And I got to say, the media, you guys have had this double standard with Hillary. Just because she's a woman, you guys always go after, oh, she's too shrill. She's too serious. She dresses like she works at P.F. Chang's. And that's not fair. Because you know you wouldn't do that to Bernie. If Hillary dressed like Bernie, everyone would be like, hey, why is the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2 running for president? What is going on? And the reality of the situation is, is Hillary is the dude in the relationship, and we don't know how to feel about it.
We're all in bed with Hillary late at night, and we're looking at her cell phone, and we're like, hey, hey, who's Wall Street? And she's like, don't worry about it, babe. It's just a friend from work. It's actually, it's actually insulting to say that Hillary Clinton is a dude. Her accomplishments are bigger than gender. Bigger than gender. Look at what she's done in her life. In 1974, did you know this? In 1974, she was on the inquiry staff to impeach President Nixon. She was doing that in her 20s. I was listening to Ja Rule in my 20s. She was impeaching presidents in her 20s. She wrote the Magna Carta in 1215. She invented the telephone with Alexander Graham Bell. This is all real information. It's on a server that you can never see. It is all real. So, of course, she is going to run for president. And if anything, she is going to become president off of just sheer desire alone. She wants it more than any presidential candidate in history. Hillary Clinton wants to be president so bad, she's willing to sit in the same office Not a different office, not a replica scandal office, the scene of the crime. Now look, we've all been cheated on. Clap if you've been cheated on. Clap if you've been cheated on. Those of you guys not clapping, you've been cheated on. I was cheated on my senior year of high school, Janice Malo, I hope you're watching this. She cheated on me. She worked at Cinnabon at the mall. And to this day, I cannot walk through a food court without bawling. I'll just break down and cry. And Hillary Clinton is like, I want to manage Cinnabon corporate. <laughs> so, what do you do when you get cheated on? I cry and listen to Coldplay. Hillary Clinton runs for president of the United States of America. Wow, indeed. So say what you will about Claire Underwood, but she has her eyes on the Iron Throne, and she is saying, come to mama. And at this point... She is waiting for someone to tie a bunch of balloons to the back of Bernie's chair so he just floats away. That's what she's waiting for. But enough talking about presidents. We're here to talk about Congress. It's so mean of me to talk about a job that you guys will never have. I mean, oh, oh, oh. Every member of Congress wants to be president. Let's be real. There's a senator named Sheldon Whitehouse. That is the most ambitious name for a title you will never have. That's like my name being Hassan, head of Homeland Security. It's just not happening. No. Let's just, let's be real. Everybody here in the media, they're hard on Congress. They're hard on you guys. They say you're a do-nothing Congress, but you guys do a lot. You guys do, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You guys uh, go to fundraisers. You guys host fundraisers. You have your staff set up fundraisers for you to host. That's three things right there. And that doesn't even include all the time you spent trying to repeal Obamacare or not passing gun control. That's five things you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people at home don't know this, but your average member of Congress has to raise $18,000 a day just for their party. And it's incredible. For as much time as Congress spends denying poor people money, 
You guys sure as hell spend a whole lot of time begging for it. Don't worry, these jokes are for your donors at home, it's fine. You know, when I was in the third grade, my teacher, Miss Anderson, gave us this assignment. She said, write a letter to your local member of Congress asking what you'd like to change. And like a dummy, I wrote that letter. But what she meant was, is you're supposed to write that letter in the memo section of a signed check. Silly rabbit, letters are for Santa, checks are for Congress. <laughs> of course, I, you, maybe things just won't change because Congress's approval rating is 12%. 12%. That's not even one star on Yelp. There are restaurants with rat infestations that are rated better than Congress. That means 12%. That means 88% of people hate your guts. Like if you were in a mall and 10 people walk past you, eight of them would hate your guts and the ninth dude hates you most of the time. 12%. Like if you were a cell phone, you would just be unusable. Maybe things won't change because you guys are just old. Like... Your average member in Senate is 62 years old. My dad is 62. Like, you can't pass legislation when you can barely pass a bowel movement. You can't. I'm amazed Capitol Hill still has steps. It should just be ramps at this point. Now, ultimately, we're here to talk about the media, which covers the do-nothing Congress. And here, as a fake journalist, I just want to give a shout-out to other fake journalists. CNN is here tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. CNN's cool, but what exactly do you guys do? Like, every time I turn, I turn on CNN, every time I turn on CNN, Wolf Blitzer is talking to a hologram, Don Lemon is hosting a panel on whether or not we should use the N-word, and then Anthony Bourdain is eating couscous. What do you guys do? You guys are basically Bravo with plane crashes. I don't know what you do. CNN doesn't like subtlety, though. Have you seen the headlines? It's just 100-point font, all caps. You guys write your headlines the way my dad writes his emails. <laughs> plane crash, many injured, Hassan come home. What? Vice News isn't here tonight. I like Vice News, though. Vice News is cool because they'll just send your local barista to go talk to the head of ISIS. It's incredible. You'll be like, why is Chad sitting down with Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi? MSNBC is here tonight. MSNBC is cool, but you guys are like everybody's annoying vegan friend. It's like, we get it. You're right. I just don't want to hear it right now. You guys are always like, I'm telling you, it'll make sense in 10 years. It's like, not now, Rachel. I'm trying to enjoy myself. <laughs> I actually like MSNBC. They do the actual news. I just don't want you guys to end up like Al Jazeera America. Too soon? No, no, no. When the ratings for Al Jazeera America came out, C-SPAN was high-fiving. They're like, yes! Three more viewers. I was interviewed once on Al Jazeera America, and I actually had to hold the boom mic while they interviewed me. Now, people ask all the time, did the media create Trump? And yes, you guys did. Donald Trump phones in his interviews 
to meet the press. And I don't mean like he doesn't try during his interviews. He literally calls in the way you and I order pizza. He's like, yeah, large pepperoni, no olives. Don't send the Mexican. That's the way he does his interviews. The New York Times, the Washington Post, they don't call him a racist. They say his comments are racially tinged. No, I'm racially tinged. That dude is racist. Straight up. The Huffington Post. You guys know the Huffington Post? You know, the the place where your Uber driver can write an article? The Huffington Post has a disclaimer on their website calling him a racist. BuzzFeed refuses to take money from the GOP or Donald Trump. You know BuzzFeed, the place that tells you which Disney princess you are? They have more journalistic integrity than the New York Times. And for the record, I'm a Jasmine, you guys are all Cruella DeVille. (laughs) Ultimately, at the end of the day, I just hope that love overcomes fear. Don't you guys? Like, I just hope that's what ends up winning. And Fox News has taught me that. Fox News is incredible because I've never seen so many people with spray tans hate people of color. You guys are incredible, Fox News. And you guys are in New York, where I'm based out of. The enemy walks amongst us. And we're only five blocks away from each other. Daily Show Fox News. And every morning, I have to watch you guys. It's the same thing. Kill them. Bomb them. Stab them. USA. 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 And I have to walk past you guys during lunch. And I'll see all these Fox News employees leave their building, cross the street, walk past me, and then line up for halal chicken and rice. And I'm like, oh, racist Randy just wants that red sauce. I love it. I love that your brain can be racist. Your body will just betray you. I love that. I love that all morning they're just like, Mexicans, all lives matter, Arabs, 1201. Sure, my time. I love that so much. I, I, um, I, I, I don't even know how to pivot here, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> you know, um, what we saw in Orlando was one of the ugliest cocktails of the problems that we still see here in America. A cocktail of homophobia, xenophobia, lack of access to mental health care, and sheer lack of political will. And um, all of us satirists, we've all been yelling out, crying out for change. But the sad reality is that we are all complicit in what happened. Um, Every day in our workplaces, in our homes, in our religious institutions, there is covert or overt discrimination, or phobia towards people of different religious, racial, or sexual walks of life. And we just sit there and we let it happen because it doesn't affect our bottom line. Oh, I I didn't say it, Hassan. I don't think it's that way. They said it, okay? It's not that simple, Hassan. And we just go on with our lives because it didn't affect our status quo. And the sad reality is stuff like this is going to continue to happen unless we recognize that civil liberties are an all-or-nothing game. 
a rising tide lifts all boats. It's not pick or choose. So whether you like it or not, we all have to step up and fight for each other. Otherwise, the whole thing is a sham. And until we do that, hijabis are going to get harassed in the streets. Members from the trans community are going to be demonized for using the bathroom. And my brothers and sisters in the African-American community, their spines are going to continue to get shattered in the back of paddy wagons until we stand up and say something. And the thing that hurts me the most is, I wish I would have done more. To my brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community and every marginalized community, I'm sorry I didn't do more. And the same goes for Congress. You know, we look to you guys as our leaders. You make almost $200,000 a year to write rules to make our society better. Not tweet, not tell us about your thoughts and prayers, to write rules to make our society better. And ultimately, it comes down to money and influence. And right now, since 1998, the NRA has given $3.7 million dollars to Congress. There are 294 sitting members of Congress that have accepted contributions from the NRA, and that doesn't even include the millions of dollars from outside lobbying. So before I get up here in my liberal bubble and I ask for gun control and universal background checks and banning assault rifles, we got to be able to have the conversation. And right now, specifically Congress, has blocked legislation for the CDC to study gun-related violence. We can't even talk about the issue with real statistics and facts. So I don't know if this is like a Kickstarter thing, but if $3.7 million can buy political influence to take lives, if we raise $4 million, would you guys take that to save lives? I, I don't know. Ultimately, I just got to ask you this. Look. When I got into comedy, when you guys got into media, and when you guys got into politics, we wanted to do the best work we could possibly do. And is, is this what you want your legacy to be? That you were a could-have-done-something Congress, but you didn't because of outside lobbying? That you were complicit in the deaths of thousands of Americans? And look, I, I know being a member of Congress is hard. You got to placate your base. You got to look out for re-election. You got to answer to lobbyists. But please, persevere. Because our thoughts and prayers are with you. Good night. Okay, like that's enough. No more talking.